All right, hello and welcome to our Getting Out of the Lab podcast. This is part two of our series uh, featuring the assessment of planet pressure and gate data collected with UltraRunner Dave Proctor. And I have today with me, Carla Robbins. Uh, she's a running expert and strength coach today. Carla, thanks for uh, taking the time to join today and discuss this recent data collection and analysis uh, that we did with uh, Dave and yourself. Hey, uh, no worries. It's great to be here. So um, earlier on in the summer, we had this opportunity to collect uh, a data set, a unique data set for the first time using our new uh, X4 foot and gate insole pressure sensors. And at that time, we recorded every stride of a 100 kilometer run uh, in part to validate that this uh, kind of data collection was possible and in part to understand how that data might apply to training and to performance enhancements or uh, footwear design. And our review of that data led us to the conclusion that uh, there were likely uh, a lot of new insights available uh, to better understand stride from planter pressure uh, gate data, planter pressure and gate data gathered in the field. So with that goal in mind, and, and the remarkable abilities of Dave Proctor, uh, the subject of that run, and now the subject of our, our discussion today in this new data collection, Dave um, Proctor, who is an ultra runner and a multiple record holder uh, with some really big goals upcoming, uh, one of which is to uh, complete a record setting run across Canada. So our goal was uh, to have Dave complete one of his runs and engage his training team to understand some of Dave's goals and how that data might provide new insights into his training or help his coaching that uh, will improve his performance and reduce uh, the risk of injury to Dave. So uh, in our conversations with Dave, it was at that point that he introduced the um, idea of, of us talking to Carla and uh, sort of that, that's where the next run got legs. So Carla, thanks again. And tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of your, your professional specialty and how you came to work with Dave. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm actually from Kelowna, BC, which is much warmer than Calgary right now. Um, and I moved to Calgary about 13 years ago. Um, when I came to Calgary, um, I was coming here to do my uh, kinesiology undergrad. Um, I actually ended up never leaving and stayed to do my master's in kinesiology while working at the Canadian Sport Institute. Um, so fast forward to today, I'm a certified exercise physiologist with a performance training specialty by trade. Um, and after completing grad school, um, I worked with, you know, various uh, athletes and at various facilities um, until I ventured off on my own to create my company, Vital Strength and Physiology. And so then uh, the way I met Dave was I was working with a bunch of athletes whose physiotherapist was Tyson Plaschik out of Movement Sports Therapy. And Dave and Tyson know each other from previously working together. And now they, they also work together uh, now at the clinic. So Tyson introduced me to Dave and um, two months ago or so uh, Dave and I started to work together on his strength training and now it's sort of uh, yeah grown into um, a little bit more than that um, started crewing for him a little bit and um, yeah aside from working with Dave I work with a range of athletes from Olympians to kind of pain rehab clients. Okay so uh, Carla you're working with obviously a lot of runners and what are some of the problems you see that can be on the more challenging side to resolve, the kind of things that you might experience with Dave? Um, so yeah, some of the more challenging injuries are those like that are recurring ones. So I mean, in a, a regular runner kind of telephoral pain, Achilles strains or tears, plantar fasciitis, kind of any injury that, you know, comes back um, recurringly 
kind of tells me that we haven't tackled it source yet. Um, and so for Dave, um, he's had a, a variety of injuries. One was to the upper T-spine, which is thoracic spine. He's had a disc injury on his lower lumbar spine and he tends to get really locked up in his left ankle. Okay, and uh, so you've, you've been uh, working with Dave for a shorter time, I guess, and some of these injuries that he has kind of pre, pre-exist your working together. Um, yeah, so the injuries, um, like I, I think, well, because they are all pre-existing, but he hasn't really been able to sort them out, um, I guess, in his, in his history. Like acutely, he, he tends to be able to manage them pretty well. Um, long-term, you know, he when he ran across Canada last year, you know, it was kind of the same things that popped up. And I believe it was the disc injury that um, made him stop to run across Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, yeah, and so that, that's kind of the, our main, one of our main focuses is to kind of hopefully not have that same thing happen again next time he does that, that big run. Okay, so, so, so then what are some of the specific challenges working with someone with these really unique uh, training goals? Um, yeah, so one of the challenges is Dave's schedule. Um, so he's a massage therapist and he works a lot and he has, you know, three kids. He's got a family. He runs his Outrun Rare Foundation. Um, he enters races on the weekends, you know, not every weekend, I guess, but he's got his races throughout the year. Um, and because we only see each other one time a week right now, um, that offers its own challenges. Um, so another challenge is that Dave has like his, you know, recurring injuries that we were just talking about. And um, so with that short amount of time and him taking, you know, his homework home, we're hoping mm-hmm. that uh, we can fix these things. But in reality, um, that's, that's a, a big chunk of things to chew off. Um, we're, we're, we're keen to do it, but that's like some of the challenges we're facing. So given those challenges, then how much of your activity uh, with Dave is split between performance improvement and injury prevention? Yeah, so this is a really common question, I think. Um, and I personally don't see these as different uh, goals. So I see injury prevention as kind of a goal of distributing the stress um, as much as possible um, because injuries typically occur from overuse or overstressing one area. So kind of the way I see it is not like you do your squats for performance, but your rehab exercise for rehab. I see them all as on the same wavelength. Um, because it's kind of the flow of energy in, in the right direction that helps you create power and helps prevent shearing on the joints or the tissues. Um, and so, yes, again, the way I see it is everything we do in the gym has the goal of um, pulling him out of the injury prone positions and putting him into more performance enhancing positions, I guess. And, and so uh, prior to us contacting you and, and working together with Dave here, you hadn't uh, had experience with uh, plantar pressure sensors or, or this kind of gate data, I guess, and uh, that, you know, that data that can be captured with our, with our system. What intrigues you about uh, what is possible using the technology? Yeah, so I hadn't used the X sensor or any uh, plantar pressure sensors before. Um, I used to do some work for the running injury clinic, so that was more of the 3D motion capture kind of technology. Um, but what I find with uh, what's exciting about the X sensor stuff is that you know I don't currently have access to the 3D gate technology. Um, I just have access to my phone and videos, and so that's the, the best I can do on my own um, for you know gate gate analysis or movement analysis. So it's exciting to get that kind of like next piece of data um, from you know what I think I see from from video to 
get yeah that next little bit of information about what um kind of confirming or denying what i what i think i'm seeing and, and so given your experience with with uh a lab lab data how uh how, how how important do you think for your purposes this kind of data that's directly from the field is uh, compared to lab from our data from inside the lab mm -hmm. um yeah i think that lab data can be valuable um there's a reason why we collect it but it's usually captured pretty infrequently um, in, a, in a very controlled setting. So it doesn't always tell us like actionable ways to make the athlete better kind of on the daily. Um, and even if Dave, you know, doesn't wear these insoles on the daily, it, it, it gives us more information like about kind of what terrain he's running on. Um, for example, on the run across Canada that he wants to do next year. Um, if he's running on one side of the road, which he will be for the, the whole run, the road sloped to one direction. So uh, these pressure sensors can give us even um, some future information about, you know, how we could um, upslope one of his shoes or, you know, almost make a heel on one side or um, how we can kind of even him, even him back out mm. would be a good example. Okay. So uh, for the case study that we, that we did here, you know, Dave completed seven laps that were about 15 kilometers in length. And uh, after he, uh, you considered this, your suggestion was to have Dave complete um, two different interventions during during the uh, the run and you know that those might have some kind of observable sorry observable outcomes in the planter pressure and gait data. Just can, can you just uh, share with us what those interventions were and why you chose those in particular? Yeah, so the first uh, the first thing is I guess why we chose interventions and I guess it's because, the laps that he was doing were consistent. So, you know, lap number one, he finishes in the same spot as he completes lap number two through seven, et cetera. So it's pretty uh, consistent to compare stuff to. Um, you guys also did a 50K data collection, I think, at a different data, uh, different time point. So it'd be nice to even uh, compare one day. We could compare that 50K to the first 50K. Um, and so then we decided to do these interventions. Um, so we suggested a tib tibialis posterior release after the third lap. Um, and we did a glute activation after the fifth lap. Um, and we chose those in particular um, because Tid Post has uh, typically or historically been something that when his ankle locks up over long distances, mm -hmm. um, he needs releasing to, to give him either pain relief or the feeling of kind of being able to, to stride better um, after the release. And then we also chose glute activation um, to see if, you know, changing activation of one of the muscles that controls a lot of someone's gait and the push-off um, would show up, so to speak, in a change in the footfall. Okay, so um, what, what might you expect to see kind of prior to and then after those interventions? Um, well, because the glutes are external rotators of the hip, they have a tendency to pull the leg into external rotation. And so if we change kind of the activation of the glutes, we would hypothesize um, that we would get kind of less collapse of the arch, uh, maybe less pronation, less medial pressure of the foot, um, especially on his maybe right side. Um, and then we would expect with the tib post release, so tib post is a uh, foot supinator, so it kind of helps pull the arch up. Um, and actually, you know, counterintuitively, if we release the tib post, we almost would expect, you know, better mm -hmm. pronation of the foot, better medial pressure, um, but it tends to um, unlock his foot and make him feel better. Okay. So um, in advance of our uh, more, more detailed discussions that are upcoming in the webinar, 
Um, we had kind of had the opportunity to go through an initial review of the, the uh, data and some details with you. What were some of the observations that you were able to make from that data regarding Dave's gait and planter pressure? Um, so yeah, we kind of initially um, observed that as, or I guess overall observed, as Dave got tired, he had a tendency to move to more, um, let's say fast or uncontrolled pronation of the foot, especially on the left, um, to more like slapping kind of, I guess, tendencies, I guess, on that left. Um, we noticed that the direction of the pronation was more kind of diagonal. So from the outside, uh, the, the posterior lateral side of the foot um, towards the medial, um, the medial side of the foot towards the big toe. Um, and we also kind of saw a little bit more metatarsal head pressure in the foot, um, which is uh, kind of right underneath the toes or on the toes a little bit there. Um, and yeah, more impulse on the heels at times. So that's kind of what happened as he, like in general, as he got more tired. Okay, so so most of the changes that you saw in the data, you kind of attribute to the expected fatigue as as the run progressed. Yeah, it, it seemed to be pretty expected. Yep. Okay, so from that review, we identified some uh, additional analysis questions uh, to explore the impulse and center pressure velocity. How do you think that those will help uh, you understand Dave's performance in more detail? Um, I think they'll help us to develop better strength training. Um, I guess you could say interventions or like a better strength training program um, and just better guidelines in general for um, if Dave or any runner, I guess, is experiencing pain or fatigue induced changes to gait or for those who want to gain insights into performance enhancement, I think this would all be really good data for them to, to look to look at uh, collecting for themselves. Okay, so then uh, if, if we look back to the interventions that we did do, uh, was the benefit of those interventions evident in the data? Um, you know, can, can you see the immediate effect and, and, and was it obvious how long the benefit lasted? Um, yeah, we could see an immediate effect. Um, well, especially on when he started to experience a little bit of pain. Um, yeah, we saw a little bit of breakdown um, in the data right away, and then we we did see some immediate effect of uh, the tip post release and the glute activation. Um, so that was good because I don't think he did very much. Like he didn't stop that in between those laps for very long. He didn't do that many reps, and so that was super beneficial to know that um, the interventions can be uh, they they can appear on our on our extensor data right away. That's right. really good to know. So, and, and during the run, there was this early on in the run, there was a, a change in Dave's stride that we noticed um, in the data. Dave noticed it and it can be seen uh, in the data. Uh, and we're gonna get into that a whole bunch more in the webinar next week, but uh, what happened that affected Dave's stride? Um, so we're not hundred percent sure what caused it, um, but around the 30K mark, Dave mentioned um, after the fact, not during, he mentioned that he started to feel pain on the top of his foot, um, on the dorsal side of his left foot by his big toe. Um, he continued to run through the 100K, um, but we, we noticed on the data um, and Alex who was with him on the run noticed or had, had mentioned that he heard a slapping of his foot around the second lap. Um, and so then it was by the 30K mark that Dave kind of had some of that, that feel, uh, the feeling of pain. Um, and this kind of came, came with like a change in the gait towards more 
heel striking, a little bit more um, big toe pressure on that side. So he was already kind of changing his gait, maybe because he was in pain um, on that second, third lap. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what happened to, to Dave's stride when he was experiencing that injury, at least initially. Great, thanks. So, um, you know, you've obviously continued to work with Dave uh, since, and he's done some racing since. So what was the outcome for Dave uh, following that run and this injury and kind of what's he been up to since then? Yeah, so after the 100K with, um, that we recorded with Xsensor, um, Dave took a little bit of time off of running because he needed to get scans and make sure that it wasn't, uh, you know, a break in the bone or something like that. So he took the precaution of wearing um, an air cast and uh, taking some time off running. And when we found out it was just a little bit of tendinosis, I believe was the outcome, um, he got back into running um, a few weeks later. Um, so that was in preparation for the Big Dogs uh, Backyard Ultra. So that was the weekend of October 17th. That was last weekend, I think already. Yep, mm. October 17th. And we were in Kelowna for um, with uh, Team Canada and Dave was on Team Canada. So he had no pain in his stride. Um, he was feeling really good. But unfortunately, the temperatures were around zero and it was raining a lot when, uh, throughout the first or after the first day. So at a lot, around 11 p.m. the first night, um, it started raining and Dave got really cold and ended up getting hypothermia. So not the best outcome mm -hmm. for what we were hoping for, but um, thankfully no pain when he was running. Yeah. So, I, you know, uh, as, as Dave goes, he's probably, uh, if not already, soon, soon to be back running uh, these, these uh, incredible distances. So following this experience uh, for you with the insole sensors, what application do you see for further testing with Dave? Yeah, it would be awesome to get a few more months of strength training under our belt. Uh, and actually Dave has a minor surgery coming up in the next few weeks. So he'll again have to take um, some time off of training and some time off of running. Um, but when he's done that, when he's recovered, um, it'd be great to see um, another couple months of training under his belt to get him really strong. Um, and maybe we could retest even another 100, uh, maybe a 50K or 100K. And maybe we get, you know, uh, a trained therapist. Maybe Tyson can come onto the track. And we can get a good therapist out for some, some targeted releases, either each lap to, to see what's happening um, or between, um, you know, the third and the fifth again. Um, but it would be interesting to just test more than just two interventions for one and it would be interesting to see if even we can change uh some of his, his strides or even prevent the breakdown of his stride in uh a further or in a follow-up run um with more yeah with more strength under his belt well we'll uh, we'll look forward to doing exactly that and and uh we're having a great time working together with dave and and with yourself now so thanks so much for your time today carla and for helping us set the stage for the upcoming webinar, where um, we'll get into the details of the plantar pressure and the analysis of the gate data together with you um, and Dave and Alex from our team at Accenture. Okay, sounds great. Thanks for having me.